Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood with Mike Tom. Today's guest became an overnight success at just 14 years old. She toured, she recorded up until she was 22, then decided to go off on her own. She's recorded a few independent records. Today, she is a mom founder of a nonprofit organization. And once again, getting back into the music scene, we're joined today by Rachel Lampa. Today on Connections, she'll share with us what's been happening in her life. She'll talk a little bit about her nonprofit, and she'll talk about her experience working on The Faithful Project. We'll hear that and so much more today on Connections. We're joined today by Rachel Lampa. She's a singer, a songwriter. She also runs a nonprofit in Nashville. Rachel, for those who don't know, tell us a little bit about your career, starting from the beginning and how you got to where you are today. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It has been it has gone in every direction I think since I since those days whatever those days were (laughs) I I started putting out songs when I was 14 so I it was that was you know with blessed and live for you and stuff like that so um so I was 14 then I you know I basically recorded and toured and kind of did that that life and that like section of my life till I was about 21 22 um and then at that point I was like okay Um, you know, with, with every other 21, 22 year old, like, who am I, who am I? Like, what's, who, where's my voice? Who's, um, like, you know, what do I believe? Do I really believe it? Do I just told it, you know, and I just like kind of was in one of those searching places. So I, um, I, you know, got counsel and was just like, I, I felt like I needed to walk away from my record deal. Um, and so at that age, I just was like, this is weird, but you know, like the beginning of, you know, when I'm supposed to kind of be independent, you know, adults, I'm, I'm leaving my record deal. Um, but I just knew that God was saying like, I need, I need your full attention and, um, you're not going to be able to answer these questions or be able to even, you know, find my, my voice again, unless you, um, take out all these other voices. <laughs> Cause it got, you know, for a young person, it got confusing as to like, you know, is this, is this what God wants me to do? Or is this what my label wants me to do or my managers or whatever? So, um, that was kind of a, a pretty, you know, big turning point in my life. And, um, since then I just was like, I, I sang background for artists. I, um, I made a couple independent records on my own. I, uh, I nannied, (laughs) you know, I kind of, I kind of did, did it all. Um, and then, uh, um, up until, and then I got married in 2010, um, and, um, continued to kind of do little things here and there, but up until about four or five years ago, um, I, uh, that's when I had my, uh, my, my first little boy. Um, and, um, and so since then I've been momming pretty hard and also, um, uh, starting to make music again, uh, like on purpose, real deal stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, was it, what was it like to step away from all that? Wasn't that scary after achieving success and everything you worked for? Or were you just like, yeah. okay, God, yeah, I'm totally going to trust you. Yeah, I think I went back and forth. I think there were days where I was like, all right, God, we're just going to like, we're, we got this, you know, and like, I know you've got me and I know that whatever this looks like, um, that it will be, um, 
you know, it will be yours and, um, and I will trust you with it. But then there were definitely days where I'm like, Oh, like, why can't this be as easy as it was, <laughs> you know, when back in, back in the day, you know, when it, when it was, you know, a, a lot easier in some ways, but I think, um, but this time around it's, you know, obviously it's a lot more work. I'm, I'm splitting, you know, I'm, I'm momming and, and doing this, uh, trying to do this full time. And, um, and just the way that it all works, you know, it's like it, back when I was young, it was like, you know, it was kind of those like major record deal days with major record budgets and, you know, this whole thing. And I'm like, okay, this is, this does not look like that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so yeah, some days were easier than others for sure. Um, but I, I do feel like, I mean, at this point in my life, I have like actual community and I've got a great husband, my family, my siblings are all around me. Um, here in Nashville, we run a, a nonprofit, which is something else that I did in that. In the meantime, we, we started a nonprofit out here. Um, and so I feel like back, back when I was young, it was like, all I did was my music, my career, my ministry. And now I feel like there's so much more balance and I'd much rather have it this way. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about your nonprofit. Yeah. It's called people loving Nashville. Um, I live in Nashville. Um, (laughs) and, um, we, about 13 years ago, we, in a small way, me and my brother, um, started to, uh, make some meals. This is such a cliff notes of this, of the whole thing, but, um, make some meals for, uh, some of our friends downtown that were experiencing homelessness. And, um, and basically it just grew and grew and grew. And now we have this block party, um, uh, every Monday night and we feed about four to 500 people and, um, have a, it's like a street, the street barbers come out. So they give haircuts. We have shower trucks that come out and we, um, are able to get people plugged into resources and, um, eventually rehoused and, um, and just create community and consistency for people who don't have that option right now in their lives. So, um, yeah, that's, that's my heart. What's been the best part of running this nonprofit? I think it is the community. I think it's the, the friendships and um, just the stories that were and the, the memories that we're building together with, with our neighbors that, um, you know, uh, don't necessarily, we would not necessarily cross paths with um, it, because of the difference that our, the way that our lives look like, you know? Um, and so I'm just honored to like, be able to like walk with people that live their lives differently than me and, um, and like actually share real, uh, real friendships and real relationships with them. Now you talked a lot about being a mom and parenting and having a busy schedule. Tell us a little bit about what your favorite thing is about being a mom and how you manage to do everything. Yeah, man. I feel like every day is like a new adventure (laughs) with all of that. Um, it always looks different, but, um, it's been really fun. I think, um, Jackson is, is my four-year-old's name and, um, he, he's so, he's so in the moment he's so present. He's so like, all there is, is this moment right now, you know, for him, for better or for worse. Because <laughs> sometimes he can't see, you know, that things might get better if they're not great at the moment. But um, so I just, it's really helped me to like sink into the moment, like deep into time and deep into like what, you know, what God is showing me at this moment. It's like beauty, you know, like taking him to the park. It's just like, it's not just, you know, 
being outside for a few minutes. It's like, it's fully taking in everything around you. And, and I think that Jax has really brought me back to that place of like childlikeness in that way and wonder. And that has just fueled, obviously fueled my, my writing again and my, uh, my, just my, uh, my passion for communicating that kind of stuff again, you know, and, you know, whether that's like poetry or like, you know, whatever it, however it turns into a song, um, that has kind of, that fire has kind of been relit just by that time with him and, um, wanting to share that. Kind of perfect timing too, because, uh, you're also part of a new project called Faithful, uh, involving you and a lot of other well-known names. Can you tell us a little bit about the project and how you got involved with it? Yes. Yeah. This timing was, was amazing too, uh, because I had just, it was January of 2020 <laughs> before the world turned upside down and, <laughs> and, um, I was leading worship at a worship conference and, um, a friend of mine asked, you know, what do you, what do you want to do this year? Like, what do you, and I was like, I know I want to make a record again. I want to do this again. And, uh, I was like, but I'm, I'm scared because I don't know how it's going to look this time around. I don't, know how this, you know, where to step first. And he was like, okay, I've got an idea for you. Why don't you come to this beautiful house, um, in, in Nashville and write with 20 of some people, some of your friends and some new people, 20, like powerful, inspiring women about powerful, inspiring women in the Bible and the way that God was good to them in any season of their life. And I was like, that sounds like the safest place I could ever be, <laughs> you know, as far as starting back into music again. Um, and so I was like, it was like this perfect, you know, landing spot for me to start kind of getting my feet wet again and using that muscle again of, of writing and, and creating. Um, so yeah, just, you know, my first write of that week was with Amy Grant and I'm just like, you know, I've done a lot of stuff with Amy Grant over the years and I've done, I've toured with her and been to her house and, you know, all that. But every time I'm around her, I'm just like, you're Amy Grant. Like, I'm always like <laughs> geeking out a little bit. And yeah. And so being able to write with her and, and sing with her uh, this album and just like, oh my gosh, just reading about these stories of women and God um, interacting throughout history is just like, uh, was such a, I mean, such like a needed uh, facet of my, you know, of my faith. I, I don't, I've never dove straight in in that way. Um, so purposefully to see how God interacted with women. And, um, so that, that part of it was just, it all was just great timing. And, uh, yeah, I'm so honored. I love this project so much. Tell us a little bit about the music that was created from this. Yeah. So, um, on the album, I wrote, I wrote a song called call upon him with Sandra McCracken. Um, and we recorded that one, um, with uh, also a, a woman named Trillia Newbell and she's a, she's an author actually. And she ended up writing this with us. And, um, it was, um, it, it let's see, what's it? So there's call upon him. There's uh, I sang a song called Rahab's lullaby. Um, that is probably one of my favorite songs on the album. Um, I also sang a song on, on, called we are one. Um, so these, these songs are basically just these awesome collections. Like each song is, has its own story from the Bible that it's written from. So call upon him was written. Um, actually this is a little less, lesser known story from the Bible, but, um, she's, she, they, they, all they call her in the Bible is a slave girl. 
um, that she, they don't give her a name in the Bible, but she is kind of walking behind Paul and Silas. And she's kind of, she's kind of, she's got like this prophecy kind of gift. Yeah. And so she's like, she's kind of speaking this stuff over them and speaking, um, and, and basically it says like Paul in the Bible was annoyed, <laughs> like yeah. literally says uh, he was annoyed, <laughs> you know, this one, huh? Um, and I just think that's so funny that, you know, that God would know us so well to, as to like, be able to say like, you're going to get annoyed and it's okay that Paul was annoyed <laughs> because there was something in him that felt restless and felt, um, not at peace about this, this person and, but knew that she was a slave and she was being, exploited, um, for this, this, uh, you know, this talent that she had. And so, um, he called, he just said in the name of Jesus, you know, come out of her and he called that spirit out of her. And, um, and then the story kind of ends there, um, where, but, but the, the thing that actually happens next is that Paul and Silas were thrown in jail because of that. So they said they helped, they called on God's name to set this girl free. Um, but what happened after that, they were thrown into jail. And that is when that that's the whole story of Paul <clears throat> getting into jail and like, you know, an actual literal earthquake happening to set everybody free out of the jail and saves a family. And just this whole like literal earthquake happens after someone is set free and after God um, is faithful to a woman in the Bible, you know? And so it's just this, like, uh, you know, it's just like every time we would read a story, read a story, like, it's like, oh, there's a woman in this, in this story and, um, God is going to do something big. <laughs> I just, so, that's awesome. Yeah. I've kind of glossed over that piece of the story so many times, right? Like, yeah, even like she doesn't even have a name, but yeah, of yep. course she doesn't. She's a woman in slavery and bondage. Yep. That's what happens yep. all the time. Absolutely. And you just see that so much through all these stories of women. You're like, whether whatever however culture was treating her you you see god give her dignity and give her honor and uh give her so much purpose and uh in the, in the full story of things and a whole chain of events afterwards because of that yeah. one simple act that's so great exactly. paul was annoyed very often so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i know i know it's so funny i'm just like that is such a funny word to use but it must be it must be like on purpose because that is that's a human for you <laughs> uh what was it like working with other women for this project oh it was so it was so inspiring i didn't i don't think i got enough of that interaction when i was younger um, doing music. I think it was, you know, it, it was, it, it was kind of like a, a very male driven like world back, you know, I mean, it was honestly, I'll say it was like 20 years ago. Um, and so there was, you know, I was writing with a lot of guys and, a, and my band was all dudes and, you know, it, and I, you know, I'm my, my movie quoting, you know, uh, talent is, is better for it, but <laughs> <laughs> I, but I definitely like wish I could have had a little more of that when I was younger. And so, being around like women who in- encourage each other and empower and not even just like, you know, supportive women. It's like women that are like, no, you have something to say and I'm going to help you pull that out. And, you know, really actively stepping into each other's lives um, and are still part of my life. Now the friendships have, you know, carried over, over the past, you know, it's been a year and a half now um, was just, yeah, like so necessary. So needed more of it is needed. And, um, yeah, I'm just, I, I still can't believe I got to be part of that. 
Why is it so important for such a big group of women and powerful women to come and work together on such a powerful project? I just think uh, collective voices, collective stories, um, experiences, um, points of view, like it, there's something really, uh, really powerful that is just, you know, bigger than the sum of its parts. Um, where like when people come together, like, I mean, you know, God talks about it obviously in the Bible where like two or more are gathered. It is, there is, there is a power, there's a movement. There's like, I've, I've even heard it said that like, when you sing like it, together with people, your heartbeats start to like align and your breaths are aligning because you're taking a breath in the same spot and this whole thing. And I could feel that like where it's like everybody's starting to like move together and sing together. And, uh, you know, uh, and like our hearts are kind of shifting towards each other. And I just think that like, that is such a huge form of worship, even before the music is made, um, just to, uh, yeah, to come together like that and, uh, take the time, you know, again, like most of us are moms, you know, and so to take the time and find the childcare and, <laughs> um, and all of that is, is also like, that was a big factor. There were babies crawling all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, um, yeah, I think there's something special about that. I was just going to say that's an experience in itself right there. The fact that you have all these moms yeah, with their yeah. children. Yes. Yes. It's so cool. It's, it's such like a story of it's, it's such a, a mirror of the story of the Bible of like birth and, and, uh, creation. And like, I think actually, uh, Janice Gaines and Taylor, there are a couple other artists. I can't remember. They wrote a song called we do not labor in vain. Um, <laughs> and it literally is they, like, she was the one with, she had just like, I think she probably had a four month old or a three month old hmm. on her. Uh, yeah. The whole time they were changing diapers and stuff. And of course, writing a song about labor. <laughs> so it was, uh, yeah, it was very three dimensional. <laughs> <laughs> what do you hope people will take away from this project? Uh, I think, I think it would be to see yourself, uh, more clearly in the story of, in God's big story. Uh, because I think it's easy to forget that like God has seen so many women and men. I don't think it this, this is only for women at all. I think it's so important for men to read these and hear these songs and read these stories. Um, just that, that you are a big part of the story, whether it, you feel small in culture or, you feel, um, like you're waiting on something or you've, or you have had a really hard life, um, that God, God has seen those people and he's seen stories like yours, but he also sees you now. Um, so, I mean, there's nothing better than hearing, you know, your story through a song. And I just feel like that just happens to me over and over when I listen to this album. Faithful is out now. You can get it uh, anywhere you get books and music online. Uh, yep. But how can we stay up to date with you and what's going on? Yeah, so um, I'm on all the things. Um, <laughs> Instagram Instagram is probably my, my most visited uh, site. So I would... I would, yeah, do, it's just at Rachel Lampa at, or at Rachel Lampa um, on Instagram. It's R-A-C-H-A-E-L 
L-A-M-P-A. Um, but yeah, I'm working on m- new music. Um, I just, you know, literally like I'm listening to m- mixes and masters. So I'll probably have something out in the next couple weeks or sorry, next couple months as far as a new song. <laughs> um, so yeah. Looking forward to hearing that new music. You said you're on all the things. Are you on TikTok yet? Oh, I'm not on TikTok. <laughs> Dang it. I do, I do. I do watch it though. I do like if a friend right? sends me something, I'm like, I got I got to watch that. <laughs> I love it. It's our age demographic. It really is. Uh, we like to watch yeah. it. We don't like to participate. Uh, yes. what, you mentioned new music. What else is up next for you? Gosh, honestly, I'm like watching the world unfold you know so uh, I'm kind of in the waiting as far as like touring and performing and stuff but I hope that that's the next thing um so nothing on the books yet but lots of new music coming out and then um and then the touring will will come after that thank you so much for joining us today yes thank you for having me And thank you so much for joining us today and for listening to Connections. Remember, if you want to listen to this interview in full again, or you want to hear some bonus material, you can do that by checking out our podcast, Connections with Mike Tom and Colleen Hood. You can find that at podcastfield.ca or wherever else you get your favorite podcast from. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.